Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 3 of Drive at Large. I am your ever-humble host, skirting the edges of danger, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Drive at Large. We encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. Coming up this hour, Mayor Ted Gatsis will be in the house. But before the mayor comes in, uh, we want to thank the members of our large and loyal listening audience who heard us in the prior hour uh, discuss the missing discussion, or at least missing from the clip discussion, that we had with our attorney on whether or not his letter was a public document. They uh, have quickly provided us with a clip. And since we have the opportunity to uh, play it, we're going to. So you heard the vote to receive and file with selected clips of the uh, of the thing. Uh, now we're going to take a moment to play the clip of the discussion over whether or not the letter should be released. Grab your duct tape. Stop drinking your coffee and eating your cornflakes. We don't want pieces of your head to be everywhere when they explode. And we certainly don't want your coffee and cornflakes to be spit across the table. Josh. Then George's. Uh, thank you, Runner. Um, just a, a couple points, and then I'd like to read a couple paragraphs from this letter so that the public understands exactly what uh, our lawyer has brought to our attention. First of all, I think one of the reasons why this is an issue is because, as Committee Men Ambrosi pointed out, the board has failed to correct the actions of members that have violated confidentiality and breached trust or otherwise violated sections of the Charter. And if the board is going to fail to act again, then are we not uh, uh, clearing the way for the next violation because someone thinks it might be disproportionate? I don't know how you stop this unless uh, there's at least some kind of a censure. I, I really don't. And, and clearly failing to act in the past has gotten us more of, of what we've just done. I also think there's a difference between things that are said and done in public session and things that are said and done in non-public session. So I don't see that as a uh, – I see that argument as a non sequitur. But in, in response to the question of intent, you know, on page two of the letter – I thought the attorney said we couldn't release this document. Attorney mm -hmm. I thought we had to vote as a board. I think, the, I think this letter is public. I, yeah, I think our attorney said it wasn't, though. It came in under confidentiality. It came in. Mr. O'Shaughnessy. That's Ross Terrio interjecting there. Is this a public document or not? Yes, I understand what it said. However, you weren't present for the non-public discussion. Go ahead. And that's John Avard chiming in. It's a confidential attorney-client privilege communication between myself and Matt Upton from my firm and the board as my client. So the board has not decided yet whether or not this is a public document. So is there anything in this document, Mr. O'Shaughnessy, that uh, divulges any of the content of the non-public session that would otherwise be shielded by the right-to-know law? Not to my knowledge, no. It's legal advice. So, it... so you're, you're saying that this letter, which gives us the results of your investigation, is legal advice and the board has to vote to approve its release, even though they're the findings of your, it's a report of your investigation. 
It's a legal opinion. That's what the first sentence says. We have been directed to provide an opinion regarding the legality of an email that was sent by a member of the Board of School Committee on September 14th, 2017. So I, I consider this a legal opinion that's protected by the attorney-client privilege, and it's not a public document until the Board decides to waive um, the attorney-client privilege that it possesses with respect to this document. So am I allowed to ask questions about the findings that are contained herein? Sure. I think the opinion speaks for itself, so absolutely. I don't see why not. Well, I'm sure the opinion speaks for itself, but I think the opinion needs to be spoken to the public. And so what you're saying here is that your investigation, let me see if I can't phrase this. Your investigation basically came to the conclusion that a violation of law was, uh, was committed because the divulgence of information constituted an invasion of privacy, not necessarily of the two people who were copied, but of the superintendent whose actions alleged in the non-public session were relayed to them outside of the confines of the non-public meeting. I don't think if you want to relay what the findings were, I don't, I don't think that's a problem. Well, that's what I was going to read. So, I mean, at some point, you've got to be realistic. I, I think maybe the, the board wants to weigh in on that decision. It's not mine to make. It's not my, I, don't, I don't possess this privilege. You folks do. Well, Your Honor, then... I think he could, he could summarize the findings, and that would be appropriate. You know, I, 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 this, this conversation is going to be handcuffed if we can't discuss the contents of the letter. This, in my opinion, is a public document. It doesn't involve members of the staff. It doesn't disclose any information that was discussed in the non-public. It outlines what a member of this board did to violate the charter, board policies, state law, in relation to uh, an action following a non-public meeting. And as we know, the, the right to know law does not shield board members from their actions. So I appreciate that this says advice. However, it is findings of the investigation that they were asked to provide to determine whether or not a breach took place. A breach did take place in violation of multiple charter sections, which, with due respect, uh, Committee Member Tessier was a member of the Charter Commission that wrote this document. I would like to think she's aware of what's in it. And you know, somehow try to prevent this from being made public to me is as is, is almost as bad as the as the act that necessitated it be written. So what can I do here, Mr. O'Shaughnessy? Because you seem to be on both sides of this issue at the moment. I mean, I'm very flattered that my legal opinion is that important. It's really not. What we know is that a person engaged in some conduct. Everybody here knows that. You've already identified that. What I've done in my letter is say, in my opinion, what that conduct constitutes. You, are, you, know what that con you know what my opinion is. You can say what my opinion is, but it's just my opinion. So I've advised the board what I believe as a lawyer this all means, and you can take action based on my opinion. But it's just my legal opinion. Point of order, Your Honor. Oh, all right. The simplest solution would, since the, <laughs> since the board of a, as a whole is the client, the simplest solution would be have the board to either vote to release the document to the public or 
not vote. I mean, vote, but a vote. I'll make that motion if the receive and, mile, uh, receive and file motion is removed. I would second that. We do have a motion on the floor, Your Honor, so the maker of the original motion would have to remove their motion first. It cut out there. Oh, all right. She refused to uh, uh, withdraw her motion. And then the conversation went on from there where there was a roll call vote uh, to amend the motion to release the letter. Sarah Ambrosi voted no. Deborah Langton voted yes. Uh, Deb- Sarah Ambrosi Ward 1 voted no. Deborah Langton Ward 2 voted yes. Mary George's Ward 3 voted no. Leslie Watt, Ward 4, voted no. Lisa, uh, Lisa Freeman, Ward 5, voted yes. Dan Bergeron, Ward 6, voted no. Nancy Tessier, incredibly voting on matters involving her, voting uh, no. I voted yes. Uh, uh, Ross Terrio, Ward 7, voted yes. Erica Connors, Ward 8, voted no. Arthur Beaudry, Ward 9, voted yes. John Avard, Ward 10, voted no. Kate DeRozier, vote, uh, Ward 11, voted no. And uh, uh, Connie Van Houten, Ward 12, voted no. And Mayor Gatsis voted yes. So the same nine people who voted to sweep this under the rug and not uh, in any way, shape, manner, or form sanction someone that even they had to admit during discussion did, in fact, violate the law. It was a mistake. It was an error. It was not intentional. No harm was meant. All of the same stuff that you know if I had been the one who'd done that (laughs) would have uh, certainly been tarred and feathered by at least those nine people. And rightfully so. Uh, It was all excused away uh, as some sort of harmless incidental act, which it was not. So we uh, have those uh, clips We'll see if we can't get the good people who sent us that clip to continue the conversation because there was a bit more discussion uh, following that point. You, uh, you you should hear the amendment being made. You should hear the discussion, the further discussion, and you should hear the roll call vote. Uh, and we will make that available at GerardAtLarge.com. Who knows? Maybe we'll play this another time or two over the air in coming days. Certainly, uh, we'll feature it on our adorable television show Because I'll tell you what, the feedback that I got from people uh, the day after that vote was every bit as indignant as the feedback that uh, people were sending off throughout social media uh, after the aldermen voted to circle the wagons and prevent uh, members who had violated the charter by voting for their children's union contracts or their spouse's union contracts. Uh, And I think in today's day and age where people are skeptical or downright cynical or downright hostile to the idea that elected officials and other government employees are feathering their own nests uh, and protecting themselves in may in ways that the average citizen, if the, if the shoe were on their foot would not be able to do is uh, an issue. And I think because of the charter violations, this being another one that have uh, roiled the body politic here in the city of Manchester. uh, I think it is a timely topic. I think it's a necessary topic. And I think it's one that the more we do to put in front of the voters, uh, the better a chance we have of getting it resolved. This is Gerard at large. 